This is the Video Junkyard Podcast. A place that appeals to your deepest and darkest fantasies. The dead whose haunted souls hunt the living. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. From this nightmare world emerges a fearsome half-man, half-ape with the strength of 20 demons. Welcome back to another episode of the Video Junkyard Podcast. Coming to you from the Oshkosh Safe Zone, this is Joe Peterson. Joining us from the Milwaukee Quarantine, we have Ryan Steiskel. And from Camp Crystal Lake, we have Eric O'Branson. Guys, how you doing? (laughs) Good. I wondered if you were going to go there. That's that's good. I had to. I had to. uh, So, yeah. Good. Quarantined. um, But doing okay. Nobody's... uh, Still in it. Yep. I was going to say nobody's sick, but that's not entirely true. I just don't think we have the coronavirus. I think everyone's been sick ever since we started quarantining, but, you know, it's uh, fortunately not the coronavirus. That but, is good. Uh, yeah. yeah. Have you guys uh, been... Well, I know, Eric, you being in Illinois, you, you're on the new pretty much cannot fly to the grocery store. <laughs> Easily, yeah. Like, well, is that a common occurrence? Store, you can go to like <laughs> essential things, which everyone's a little bit unclear on what essential means. But um, yeah, so we can still do grocery if we need to and whatever. I haven't been anywhere in public in like over a week now. So we I, like we go outside and like walk around in the neighborhood and and parks and stuff. But um, as of like going anywhere, I think the last time late last week. Um, maybe it was Sunday or Monday. Uh, I went to Costco and got some stuff, just like uh, some food and stuff stocked up on extra grocery and just things that we needed. And that was the last time I've been anywhere. So that's, that's kind of weird. I try to, <laughs> I try to get out of the house at least. Like this weekend's yeah. been nice because the weather was was good enough. Yesterday we made a fire in the backyard and you know bundled up, but we were able to sit outside and get some sunlight and some fresh air and that made and i grilled and it's there's actually um i wanted to to do a little quick shout out that i know a lot of businesses and all of everybody's uh communities are are struggling small businesses are struggling but it's amazing what some of these small businesses are doing to try to keep going um i know that here and in other places you've got businesses that have had to, to close down their actual like restaurants but the kitchen's still open the bar's still open and in some places you can you know, go in and get takeout, and they're they're really busting their ass. So we did that yesterday. Yeah. There's a, a, a awesome bar and grill, or actually like a, a tap house we like to go to called Ruby Owl, and they've uh, got their crawlers where you can you know anytime normally you'd be able to walk in and get a beer, or you could get one to go, and they put it in a big 32 ounce can. Uh, but we were able to call in and order a couple of beers and go pick them up, and you know it's nice. cool to see people make do with that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I try. We ordered food a couple of times. Just want to, yeah. Same thing. Try to support some of the local business and whatever. So, how's it going in Milwaukee? Well, I'm in a hot zone, <laughs> so uh, ever ever growing, uh, it yeah. seems. But to be fair, I've been working from home for the past eight to nine months, so nothing's new for me. I haven't, nothing's changed. I'm still wearing the same PJs I wear every day and have been. Um, but, you know, uh, but that, I mean, but the one thing that does worry me is that eventually, well, very, very soon here, I, I want, I planned on going back into looking for a job. I, I'm on, I'm on kind of an art hiatus right now and have been for a little bit while. And it's been benefiting me greatly. I've been able to work for this podcast and so on. But, you know, mm. I'm aware that, occasionally funds run low and you want to find something steady um but now that's i'm looking forward to going like huh a, 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 there's a joke i know i made the joke about everyone kind of being down to the same level that i am right now but we're all gonna be looking <laughs> for the same shit at around the same time so cool yeah. <laughs> so 
Um, I'm just saying, I'm I'm lucky I've won a few art artist competitions, and I'm I'm still fucking aiming for them because I'm not holding my breath for finding a job anytime soon, like a legitimate job. Yeah. Unfortunately, I hate it, but it, yeah. But in the meantime, yeah. you know what I'm you finding could out do different ways to cook spam, so we're doing great. Yeah, I, I mean, nice. you know, you know what you could do actually, Ryan. And That's I'm not it. I'm not one to suggest I, this I to do? many people. Oh, okay. but you could look into the priesthood. <laughs> you know what there's a few things that i struggle with with that um, um <laughs> mainly i think you have to have the belief structure um and secondly i think you uh can't be a dinosaur mm. well you know it's funny you say that because yeah. <laughs> the movie we're going to be reviewing tonight <laughs> might just challenge some of those preconceived notions that you've just demonstrated well, we're living in a pandemic, Joe. Please tell me more. Tonight we're going to be talking about the... I don't know what the hell movie year this movie is. 2017, 18, 17. 19. 17 it was made. I, I think guess. it's 17, 18. Started its festival run in 17 and was released for me. Off to a great start with just, the, just yeah. the time so far. Fuck it. We're talking about Velocipaster. Followed me home. The Velocipista. A troubled priest. How long has it been since your last confession? Oh, it's been about two years. I do drugs, sell drugs, uh, murder people. Oh. Oh. The oh. A beautiful girl with a dark past. insane doug god does not want people dead oh i think god wants a lot of people dead <laughs> so actually you know what this one this one really surprised me um i mean actually no it, it didn't but it did i knew it was going to be shit and it is what i didn't is. know oh, yeah. is how yeah. self but it polishes it a self-aware but i don't know did you guys look at but at any reviews from this like rotten tomatoes no, I really didn't. I kind wow. of like saw a trailer for this movie months back, even probably prior to it being released on streaming, and went, "Oh, that looks incredible! I have to see that." Added it to my like queue, and it just kind of sat there until a few months ago. You recommended putting it on the schedule, and then I kind of just waited until because I knew I was going to watch it eventually for for the podcast. So, no, so, I didn't really, and I don't. I still haven't really gone and looked at a lot of reviews of it, but well. Just to give you a brief synopsis, Velocipaster, which is uh, directed by Brendan Steer. After a devastating family tragedy, a priest travels to China to find deeper spirituality, but instead is endowed with an ancient ability that allows him to turn into a dinosaur. At first, he is horrified by his newfound superpower, but a local <laughs> prostitute convinces him to use his newfound gift to fight evil and ninjas. And yeah, that is exactly <laughs> this movie. Uh, and, Not you know, just... so if you look at, at Rotten Tomatoes and you look at the reviews, there's f the first four reviews I would like to share because I think that's really where this discussion goes. Okay. So uh, Daniel Barnes from Dare Daniel review gave it a 1.5 out of 5 and said the Velocipaster certainly leans into its micro-budget ineptitude. However, that pervasively smug self-awareness only makes the labored comedy bits more aggravating. Jenny Kermode gave it, from Eye for Film, gave it one out of five. Quote, distinctly amateurish kung fu kicks and delightful rubber suit dinosaur antics 
can't quite disguise the fact that Brendan Steele is a filmmaker who knows what he's doing. Uh, Blue Tuesday from Film Inquiry said the Velocipaster may be attempting to be a cult favorite B-movie, but it's unclear how much of a bad movie in this is intentional. And then Joe Co. of Wicked Horror said the Velocipaster is one of the best horror movies of the year. <laughs> that, <laughs> that is literally the whole fucking spectrum. And you know yeah. what? It's, it's a couple of those brought up something. This movie is very self-aware. In fact, yes. Oh, yeah. It is made by people that are obviously more competent. Yeah. And I kind of yeah, love that about it. To be. <laughs> and, you know, I, I just, that's my first thought, my first impression I wanted to get from you guys is, does that hurt a film like this? Because there's other self-aware meta-comedies, right? Tim and Eric type bits. But, and this is like a big long one. You know, it's, it's aware, it's trying to be bad. It, but does that hurt it or help it? Well, it's a tricky situation. Um, I mean, it's better than pretty much all of the scary movie, hero movie, date movie genres, uh, I think. Because it is <laughs> it is very much a satire of B-films, why itself being a good representation of a B-film. You know what I mean? Because it is legitly a, just a B-film, but... It doesn't go outwardly to be the satire that it is. It's definitely a like kind of a subtle satire. Like you know, it's a satire, but it's not throwing it in your face. It's interesting just how well this movie balances out what it's trying to do and being what it's trying to be. You know, uh, it surprised me more or less. I was actually surprised. I enjoyed this movie more than I thought I was going to. <laughs> I think this kind of thing can go either way. And I think um, even being like super self-aware, because there's this you know trend in modern to, to kind of emulate B-movies. Off the top of my head, one I can, I'm going to compare this to a little bit is the movie Hobo with a Shotgun, if anyone's seen yep. that. It's very much kind of the same thing, although I, I, would, I feel like that's a much larger budget movie even than this is. But um, yeah, this one, the humor and everything that it's doing seems to work really well. Um, for me, the Hobo with a Shotgun movie was the exact opposite of that. It certainly had all the style things there, and it certainly was a very, you know, self-aware, emulating uh, B movie. But it just it it tried to like it tried too hard. This one just kind of plays around with and and, and just um, I think Ryan actually hit the nail on the head when he said that it it is a B movie. Like it 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 it, it had you know it's from its development it was. Um, I don't know. It, it's very lovingly in that genre. They do emulate the style and what, but whatnot. But it's not by going back in post production and adding fake scratch to it, or you know, um, making it look like something from the '70s. It's just by you know, pretty much going in and making a super <laughs> B movie. Even though I feel like they do at points try a little too hard to make it crappy. But yeah. I don't know. To me, the, the humor is what what keeps it going. Like the the. What's yeah. funny about it, like the B movie funny about it, the so bad it's good kind of self aware stuff, works really well in this one. So. It's definitely I feel like it's 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 made for B movie fans to enjoy. Yeah. Um, but what I was gonna say, this 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 movie kind of reminds me of those SNL sketches that were like satires of of movie commercials. You know what I mean? <laughs> it, yeah. But this took it and like just kept going with it in fact that's isn't that the origin of the of the whole movie yeah it originally started out as like a fake trailer oh, yeah, uh, i imagined it did just because of what it is but <laughs> yeah um actually so according to wikipedia um so brendan steer was originally kind of came up with the idea supposedly initially when he was attending a school of visual arts in manhattan he was doing a text uh, or somebody was doing a text of the phone auto-corrected velociraptor to velocipaster and then as a, as a class project <laughs> oh, wait, natural natural thing it happens that. all the time all my ducks pastor yeah and then so it didn't recognize velociraptor so it made up a word um and then he did it as a class project he made a short film as like a fake grindhouse trailer and this was one of them and that had so many youtube views uh and then this was a, a kickstarter or a crowdfunded type thing that they had <laughs> two attempts through kickstarter and then seed and spark and neither one of them were successful but he did get the funding from a private investor and was able to make the movie for a whopping thirty five thousand dollars he already owned the dinosaur suit 
Uh, which is a, a, yeah. another story for another time. Well, and you know what? I think one of the one of the issues I thought about with this, I shouldn't say issues because it's not like it's a bad thing, but you know, I, I wanted to start out with those four critical reviews because they cracked me up because you're right, Ryan. They're like the entire gamut of this movie is amazing to I don't fucking get it to in between. I, I right, like yeah. that the two reviews realized that it was self-aware. Um, but think about it. You know, when, when we look back at Grindhouse movies, like like you were saying, Eric Hobo with a shotgun, which is one I, you know, pretty good. Machete is another one. You know, that mm-hmm. try to be a throwback to a poorly made movie. So there's a level of self-awareness there. Um, or even those earlier poorly made movies, like let's say Evil Dead, you know. Okay. It's because of budgetary problems. And no, they didn't have a, a huge pool of people to cast for this movie. You know, it was almost the equivalent of let some friends get together and they made a movie. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, think about what people have available. And Eric, you and I used to do that. We used to run around with a camcorder and record stupid shit. Little skits and oh, stuff, yeah. right? <laughs> I still have it somewhere. Uh, and I know I'm not going to dig it out. But... <laughs> Um, someday, someday. someday. But I do <laughs> wonder if because we have such great stuff available to us regularly. I mean, you can shoot a damn movie on your iPhone. Oh yeah, and it looked and good. Yeah, vid- like picture quality at least. Yeah, you know, you could so, shoot something very good. And you can you can YouTube and Google how to light a set and how to block actors. You know, um, so to be like this movie's you know they're they're really competent, but they're pretending not to be. I don't know, and I'm not saying that as an insult. I'm saying I I think this is a, an interesting film to come out of for the self-aware comedy culture subgenre, um, hmm. because we have a lot of those technologies available to us right now, where it's almost hard to make a a shitty looking movie. And they, but I yeah. will say they actually did have some some cast in here that were not bad. Uh, I think no. the cast was actually, and they're they're certainly acting in a style like. It's funny because I think they were actually almost all really good. Um, they're trying to be bad often, or they're like like over the top, or just the, just the, the style of acting fits the movie, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's actually what makes them such good performances, is because it never seems like legitimately bad acting. I don't know. That's kind of circular, but <laughs> but I actually think the cast is really good in this movie, and they're really good at being bad, I guess. But um, I know what you're saying. I I get yeah, it. Yeah. It's um, I, I go ahead. I get. The, I imagine that those people, those actors, are actually competent actors. They're not like you know. This this isn't their. Um, you know, this isn't probably what they would be like cast in a in a drama or something uh, along those lines. But uh, it, it takes a competent actor to be able to put in something like this. I, I think if they were really bad, you would you would get a whole different feel out of it. Like the comedy when when something's legitimately bad and trying to be funny. But it's so poorly made and so poorly acted, you're not going to get those laughs. And I was rolling on the floor this part, this whole movie. It's hilarious, and I don't think that works if it's not competently made, competently acted, and competently like thought through. Um, so yeah, I do agree with that review. That um, not the first one, but the one that said that these are competent actors pretending to be incompetent or competent filmmakers pretend, pretending to be incompetent. But then she like gave it a one and a half star. Yeah, that like, was I like, like I think that was I meant like to be an that insult. That was a good review, but she like, <laughs> like I think I that know. was meant to be something of uh, of a little bit of an insult. Like, yeah, we get it. You're trying to, to tease us. That's kind of why I brought up um, Tim and Eric, uh, mm-hmm. Tim Morheim and Eric Heidecker from Tim and Eric Awesome Show, great job, and a bunch of other. Um, you know, Tom goes to the mayor and all that. Uh, you know, their comedy is kind of hit or miss with a lot of people. Because it's yep. incredibly self-aware and it's 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 ironic and sarcastic and it's it's meta comedy, right? And I don't know. I've I've watched a lot of Tim and Eric. I I find some skits to be really funny. The bizarreness of others is pretty pretty funny. But then there's some that I just can't get. And there's a whole other a lot of stuff on Adult Swim is like that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and and this film really reminded me of that because it, it's this isn't like Cannibal the Musical, which is one we're going to be reviewing soon, um, <laughs> where you know they 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 were trying to make a comedy. They knew they didn't have a lot of money, but they were trying to do the best they could, mm-hmm. and they were a bit self aware, right? In in this case, it's you're you can do really really well. You're choosing to do shitty because you want to be self aware, making a shitty film but you could probably make something really quite good. 
and yeah. that's, that's well, even it. coming well, interesting even like right down to the the way they they use the camera in the movie is emulating like I don't know, like seventies B films where literally the camera work is just so terrible. It's like panning and zooming around. Yeah. It makes weird pans and then cuts somewhere else. And like, like if you notice the, the joke, and this is like a total film nerd joke. No one's going to get this unless you've spent a lot of time watching shitty movies from the seventies and sixties and seventies. Um, but like that, all the scenes would end by panning away up into like a tree. And then there'd be this like really jarring, awful cut. And, um, like that, all of that is a joke. Like yeah. at least I at least I imagine it. I feel like it's too it's it's too intentional and too emulating of like other bad movies to not be intentional if that makes sense. But so I think this whole thing's much smarter than uh, the detractors are giving it credit for. Um, it's it's self aware to the point like they went out to make this you know. You know what's exactly strange what about mean. it is is and I, I don't want to. It's a newer film, so I hate to say this, but I don't want to spoil Velocipaster for anybody. Um, yeah. <laughs> which yeah. is a sentence I never thought I'd say, but <laughs> I can tell you without spoiling anything, you only see full dinosaur at the end, a la Jaws, a lot of other movies, right? Where you see it in, yep. in all of its glory. Um, <laughs> and you know what? Yeah. The movie is so fucking weird and so funny but also, oh, I mean, competently take a made. Second and describe that climax to everybody. So. <laughs> um, I, it's, um, no, no, they got to see it. <laughs> got to see. I'm it. just taking the the giving people, and you should you should def everyone should definitely watch this movie. But, um, I'm trying to be realist and being like, I'm only I only know probably like four or five people who are legitimately going to be like, oh, Velocipaster, I'm going to check that out. Everyone else is going to be like, oh, they watched it, great. I'll listen to this, but you know. <laughs> well, for those few, yeah. And actually, no. I'm. I want to convert some of the others, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I agree. But I just think, like you know, that by the time you get to that point in this movie, if you've stuck around that long, you start to. I don't know. Maybe it was just me, but I was starting to go. You know what? Yeah, that thing looks like shit. But you know what? If actually that was real, that'd be pretty fucked up. So that'd be kind of. <laughs> All right, I'm down to what's going on. What's what's it gonna do? You know, you start to accept it and be <laughs> like mean, okay with it because the movie's that engaging. I mean, looks like shit is a is a very um, flattering description of the dinosaur. Oh, the thing's movie. like made of paper uh, but mache. It's like, <laughs> but it's I don't know. It's by that point, this movie. By the way, we were talking about you know obviously all the craziness in the world and the quarantine, and it's just been a real shitty week, right? And this movie. Did so much to cheer me up, honestly. Velocipaster oh, yeah. kind of saved my life this week. So It did. Um, Ryan, I have so. to ask. You there, Ryan? Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. What, I don't hear are snoring, we still so on so. are we still on cast? Because I had I had things to say. Oh, well, okay. I was I have a I had a <laughs> you, question. You guys kinda you took over for the past six six That's minutes. Okay. I, so. Well I, I this I'm saying <laughs> we were talking about passionate things, right? Um yeah, holy shit. <laughs> I, I do just want to ask, did Sharon watch this with you? No, no, this is not one that she oh. would watch. Well, I was just curious because I know she, we need to get her on here at some point too, but. Ne- I, probably I always, never going to happen. But I, don't I know, try, I just, but it's I guess I, I just didn't imagine her walking in going, what the fuck are you watching? <laughs> oh, yeah, no. Uh, I described the premise. That's what I usually do. And that's how I know she's like, no, nah, I'm good. I don't need to see that. I, um, Sarah was with me. She's like, are we we're seriously doing this? I'm like, yeah. And she's like, all right. And then within like 20 minutes, she was asleep. And I was just loving the rest <laughs> of it. I was like, this is great. You left. You missed that's it. Im- that's impressive because the movie's only an hour and 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. See, yeah. Hey, people, you're all sitting at home. You got nothing else to do. It's on Tubi. Check it out. But what do you um, think, Ryan? Cast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, first off, I kind of thought that the lead actor... Um, I'm not looking at anything that tells me his name. Uh, but uh, I kind of thought that he was... Gregory James Cohen. I kind of yeah, felt, felt like he um, he kind of looked like a discount Benedict Cumberbatch, but with like a hint of Michael C. Hall. Yeah, I I, I couldn't that. stop seeing that. Um, and then, well, he, I kind of actually felt like he was a pretty strong 
um, actor in terms of how he has to deliver like the comedy, but the seriousness at the same time. Like uh, I actually thought his performance is pretty good for for like what the movie. It's perfect for what this movie is trying to do, mm-hmm. and it and it aids into what this movie does well. And we talked about like briefly. Well, yeah, um, the cast, the the strength of cast surprisingly it um in, in what roles they're meant to be playing it's just like this is this is this is a bad this is bad acting characters but actually well performed because that is the intention either it's well performed or they just casted somebody perfectly for that role uh, i'm looking at father stewart for that one because i'm kind of like <laughs> iffy on him i'm like I don't know if you're like really good at this or you're just perfect for this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and then uh discount Jennifer Lawrence. That's that's who I actually kind of <laughs> like that's how what I was kind of seeing. Um she also looks like one of the characters from the CW too. Leagues of Legends, uh the one that Brendan Ralph or whatever Oh, is oh, with. oh yeah. Oh, she does kind of have the um just kind of look like white canary yeah i never thought yeah. of that huh. which also an actress who was on dexter she she was in the fourth season actually oh my god yeah i never realized that hmm. but you're right huh yeah so you got you got you got a mix of actual like adolescent celebrities like benedict and jennifer uh mixed with yeah. some cast from dexter um and, and it kind of has Alyssa a feel Kopinski as carol and daniel steer as father stewart which leads me to believe perhaps that's his dad the director's father yes. yeah <laughs> which uh makes some sense um <laughs> you know but, one thing uh, that, that oh, i'm sorry go ahead i got one more and it's just um it's the only other character that actually really sticks out and that is the what the mermaid pimp what's his frankie name mermaid. frankie mermaid frankie oh. mermaid <laughs> frankie mermaid is frankie a goddamn mermaid. trashy Legend. treasure he got He's Legend. getting he's getting the video junkyard king award. He's king of the junkyard hill, and this oh, is our this, official mascot for the next thing. Oh. Just 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 for this review, he gets that reward. <laughs> yeah. And my favorite line, he always delivers my the best lines. I feel like even though you get like a like a small window of him, but my favorite line from him was at the end of the last scene, the first scene he's in, which yes. is, and I quote, <laughs> "Yes, Yo, Cherry, if you." St- <laughs> Give me a moment. It's hard to read. All right, this is staying. Okay. Hold on, I gotta, I gotta do my, my vocal exercises. And now Ryan Steiskel reads from the script of Velocipaster. Okay. The And if why this is not getting a screenwriting like Oscar, I never know. I don't know. Yo, Cherry, if you stuff dick. <laughs> okay, sorry. I'm not very professional. That's fine. Yo, Cherry, if you stuff dick in. God damn it. Okay. Yo, Cherry, if you stuff dicks in your mouth like you do that doing that sandwich, I'd be fucking. <laughs> I'm almost there. Okay, one more. This is just going to be a whole fucking reel of oh um, bloopers. Yo, Cherry. <laughs> Yo, Cherry. <laughs> I am not. Oh my God, this is the worst. Well, I know the quote that's going at the end. Hold of on, no, wait. I got. This is going longer than the actual fucking movie. <laughs> yes, it has. Okay. Uh, I keep debating whether or not I should do it in a voice. Um, I shouldn't. You always think that your like voice impressions are good, but when you actually hear your recording of yourself, you're like, oh shit, I am not good at these at all. You guys are nice. Okay. Yo, Cherry, if you stuff dicks in your mouth like you're doing that sandwich, I'll be a fucking millionaire by now. Nailed yes. it. Nailed it. Yes. Yeah, there you go. Oh, it yeah, only yeah, took yeah, 85 yeah. tries. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, oh, take my 62 God. and you nailed it. Yeah, okay. But yeah, no, that's yeah, the greatest I agree. That fucking line. That's probably one of the best lines of the movie, yeah. That line's going at the end of this. <laughs> it's yeah, either... that character is just, yeah, he's gold. I agree. Um, Just a. Pure piece of shit. Goes out to you, Frankie Mermaid. Yep. Fernando. God, gutter trash human. I Speaking Pacheco. of Frankie Mermaid, and just, just one little thing that and I, that I noticed in this, is do you guys like the costumes in this? They are all, like, literally, like, I went to Halloween store yeah. and just bought, like, the, you could see the little ties on the priest costumes, like, where they, like, tie on the back. Like, they're yeah. literally just a Halloween costume. Well, they're always, like, ill-fitting and just, like, halfway Frankie Mermaid's. On pimp costume was obviously something they picked up at like a costume store too oh and... oh 
the yeah. pr- well the ninja ones are probably the hardest ones because you can tell like i think those were handmade yeah <laughs> coming coming from you guys meant briefly mentioned your film experience i'll mention mine i had friends christian friends i'm i'm not christian but i had a lot of christian friends small town small story um sure they made ninja movies because white christians being obsessed with kung fu movies was a thing i actually grew up with and funny enough mm-hmm. my best one of my best friends and 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 brother of said person i'm thinking about um he actually suggested this movie for us to watch on the podcast joe joe already had it on the queue so but i want to give a shout out to my to uh one of my friends david i have a lot of friends named david as well uh, yeah, is everyone in your friends named David? So many. I have so many. I can't even tell you. Um, right, we, we, I say we because Joe and I know a lot of the same people. But there's a, how many Nicks are we friends with like, collectively? Oh my like, god! Pretty much everyone I know I, is named Nick, so it's the same thing. I have so. no idea. Like, <laughs> That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, just saying. I want to say thank you, David, for suggesting me to check out this movie, but also tell your brother that this is definitely up his alley and reminds me of when he dressed like a ninja and I had to film that. Um, Funny enough, I was... So, yeah, I made made a ninja movie with a bunch of Christian high schoolers uh, in my youth. Um, Yeah, a buddy of mine in college made a ninja movie and I played a ninja in it, so... I want to say and though, like the... straight up, like they looked like the same costume. I mean, these might have been the same costumes they used in the Velocipaster. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they used T-shirts in ours, which is actually a technique <laughs> I taught them how to do. So it's my fault. Well, anyway, you got to do what you got to do. What I thought was really just a, right off the bat in this, like right at the very beginning, you get what you kind of get a, a taste of what you're in for when the yeah. aforementioned priest Doug Jones parents die in a horrible fiery <laughs> graphic car explosion you're, you're treated to some interesting choices for visual effects and i think that kind of gets you right away right like okay this is what we're in for it's a, actually a pretty it, smart move on the filmmakers to do it, that it, yeah. right off the bat because it's like if you're if yeah. you can get past that first scene everything's downhill from there because yeah, i think a lot of people would literally turn it off at that at that point if they're not in if they're not going to be into this like yeah so, no yeah, it I, does I that's what it did for me i was not looking forward to watching this i'm not gonna lie i was like i don't really want to watch this movie uh yeah i saw the trailer yeah it seems okay i don't want to do this then after like it's literally like after two minutes not even it's within that two minute range that this happens is <laughs> what they're referring to and i'm like oh it's that kind of movie that was kind of funny all right i'm all right i feel comfortable i feel safe this is a safe place yeah yeah. This is fine. Uh, yeah. And it's... Now, my next question... It lowers your expectations early, which is good. Is is this thing going to now get... If it continues to have a buzz, which it, it's... People seem yeah, to be giving it, it good reviews. Yeah, the thing exploded. Is this thing going to get a big budget Hollywood remake? Uh, In which case, if they do, it won't work. It won't work, but I will say if they do it, the smartest thing they could do. Since Gregory James Cohen, Lawrence? since Gen- <laughs> since Gregory- I'm just saying, if they're going to do it, they got the actors that can do it. I was going to say, since Gregory James Cohen plays Doug Jones, they should get Doug get Jones, Doug Jones, to yeah. play a priest named Gregory James Cohen, who turns into a more a taller, skinnier, anatomically <laughs> correct Velociraptor. <laughs> You know, CGI motion 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 cast with motion cast yeah. you you yeah. gotta get fucking what's his name Gollum Andy Serkis Andy Serkis to do it he's like the guy who does all the mo- well so does Doug Jones so like the two of them but Doug, if it's Doug yeah, Jones Doug. he he could do his own motion capture maybe quite good at it yeah you know I'm just saying and you know what it's I'm sure it's no coincidence because. Uh, again, the the director of this, the writer and director Brendan Steers, says that his biggest influence is Guillermo del Toro. So of course he's going to name his lead character Doug Jones. Doug Jones, yeah, who's in yep. every oh, Guillermo yeah. movie. Which yeah, I great. wondered if that was awesome. intentional, and I saw that on the Wikipedia page that his favorite director is Guillermo del Toro, and I was like, oh, well, so yeah, it was totally intentional. So, <laughs> yep. I mean, because obviously Doug Jones is the name you could come up with otherwise, but. Yeah. I mean, it's just two first names, right? Right. 
Um, I want to say if we before getting too far away from from the costume thing, uh, this goes off. T- this also, I want to talk about this just random scene, uh, and that is the random Father Stewart War flashback. Oh, yeah. oh God, yeah, the, the padding scene. Yet. <laughs> so first off, that whole scene like adds to this like what Eric was saying earlier is like this movie does a good job of like doing these these camera shot zooms and cuts similar to like se- I'd say 70B films. I was reminded of like mm. just the 70s where just just co- copious amounts of bullshit just constantly produced and generated more of the joy that is, you know, B movies. But that's how I felt this yep. movie went. And this this was the crown crowning example when they did not just the '90s workout montage, but the 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 Father <laughs> Stewart flashback, and they put him in fucking war. The the they put him in age makeup. They put uh, the actor who plays Father Stewart in in quote unquote de aged makeup by just putting him mm-hmm. in a blonde wig. <laughs> yeah. Just, that's all they like, fucking yeah. did but like loosely stuck out his head under a helmet and that was yeah that's it like blatantly obvious that it's <laughs> not going on yeah well yeah yeah that, that yeah i know that whole flashback it, it like so there's a lot of things that could have been awful in this movie like actually awful not you know um and that that's one of them is like obviously when you take a small idea that you did a trailer for Velocipaster, the challenge to get it up to feature length is you have to have enough story and you have to come up with enough, you know, to make it to make it work. So a lot of like crappy movies, you know, that do that or get that deal will just shove in like extra exposition just to, you know, unnecessary exposition. And I feel like that and was have it, such such that, a extra exposition, like unnecessary flashback scene that it had to be a joke about that very thing. Yeah, and like, not only that, like has to be done in a way that references other different genres of filmmaking in this case war like oh no yeah. it's a war cup flashback but well, what you think yeah and it really I, I, was, I was totally I, unrelated i was yeah. gonna ask you guys actually like what what you think um how this movie and i mentioned like tim and eric movies have either of you seen the movie uh, the comedy from 2012 no Okay. No, I don't it's, think it's so. One, it's one I'd like to, to definitely review in more detail uh, later on the show, but essentially it, it's Tim Heidecker stars in a movie about... It's actually not a comedy at all. It's more... Not even really plot-driven. It's just like a couple of vignettes about this character who's this kind of wealthy hipster guy in his late 20s who is just a total asshole to everybody, and it's part of this culture of nonstop irony and sarcasm mocking people and just you know i'm better than everyone else kind of an attitude um but considering they use tim heidecker and eric warheim in that and tim and eric stuff is this very self-aware a bit pretentious kind of ironic you know type of humor it's not Mm mean-spirited like the movie the comedy but their show is and then a movie like this what do you think and i guess eric i'll uh, start with you what do you think this is this a significant movement in comedy films, or is this just kind of a new subgenre that will probably burst and then go away? What do you think? Like, what exactly? Like, what? Like, do you mean like parody, or just kind of? Um, Not exactly parody, because and, and I guess Philosopher is a little the self awareness, yeah. the the self aware ironic kind of the. I again, I would put this in. The same kind of boat as mm. a lot of the Adult Swim type comedies and and shows like mm-hmm. the Tim and Eric team, um, yeah, you know things like that where it's very I, self-aware and just like I, weird to be weird, which I'm not criticizing this movie for that at all. I think it works really really yeah. well in this format and I really enjoyed this, but on a larger sense, I guess what I would say is yes and no and actually no and yes is that. No, I don't think it's new. I think that this kind of thing has been around for a long time. However, it is mostly done poorly, I want to say. Um, but there's a few shining examples of things that, you know, the, these kind of throwback, self-aware um, movies that really work. Um, I don't know if this is self-aware, and I'm not super familiar with Tim and Eric, and I haven't seen the comedy, but I, I've seen enough Tim and Eric stuff to know what you're talking about, kind of that style of humor where we're maybe they use kind of awkward, uncomfortable situational stuff. And, 
um, just flat out weirdness at times from what I've seen. But uh, anyway, I'm getting off of what I was trying to say. But I, I don't. I think that it um, is done very well in this case. Like we can go all the way back to, and you can go way farther back than this if you want to. But let's go all the way back to the Tarantino Rodriguez Grindhouse project, um, where they're deliberately trying to make a film that is styled after, you know, what we refer to as grindhouse movies or really low, really low budget Z grade action and horror films of the 1970s. Yes. Mm -hmm. I'm running off a very limited memory space right now, given my current position. Can we, (laughs) what are we talking about again? Yeah, no, we're, um, (laughs) sorry. Um, but I wasn't me trying to be a dick. That was like, you have, that was legit me having a problem. (laughs) Well, I have the same problem sometimes in the middle of what I'm saying, talking, but, um, but I guess what I'm trying to say is like people have been doing this emulation, like self-aware, I'm going to make a movie in this style and it, it's very hit or miss. And for me, like recently, especially it's been very much missed. And this one hits on pretty much every level, I guess. I'll, I'll, and I'll leave it there and just, uh, sorry. So, I I guess, so, to... so Ryan, Ryan, do you think that this <laughs> is that the, the ironic self-aware subgenre of, of comedies like this, um, do you think these are a flash in the pan? Like this is just kind of the new thing. And I know Eric just mentioned they've been around for a while, but it's, do you it's, think it's, they're it's, becoming a more common thing, or is it just is it just a, like a generational thing? It's a postmodern thing. It's very much how postmodern media works. It's it's how postmodern anything pretty much works. Get, to a lot of philosophy people out there, majors, I was or or minor or whatever. It's it's like a cringe subject. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. Either you like it or you hate it um for most people it's not it doesn't really fucking matter uh it it's it is what it is it it, it's 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 working it's still around it's been going on for for quite a while over a decade for sure uh and it just keeps changing uh i think this movie in particular is just another like mutation of that and and if it continues on it shows that this is a part of that genre that new exploration of of creativity that that works as successful uh if it dies out or if it doesn't go as long it, it is what it is hmm. um it's just like you know like you know we can each have our own individual opinions we do of course and then that's essentially how it goes uh but like i mentioned earlier this kind of reminded me of an snl skit that's gone further and that's what it kind of was in terms of it being a trailer made by this um made by steel um and and he did something with it so regardless for him and his career good dude good job for someone who just came out of like school and used this used his projects commercial to actually make a movie that's you know enjoyable you know what you're doing you don't you took a kind of a humble approach to it that's what i want to say to brandon his name's brandon right brendan Bre- brendan brandon. brendan yeah. steer brendan i call him steel yeah. no it's steer sorry brendan um terrible with names <laughs> and terrible with mem- remembering um but anyways uh this what i think he did really well with this one and this is what i was thinking about when eric was was um talking because he was getting me thinking about this so once again, Eric, sorry, I wasn't trying to cut no, you. Okay. It's because it was going so long. I'm like, oh shit, I forgot what the topic was. Um, <laughs> it's when I, you guys heard my fucking like mishap with just trying to read shit off of fucking notes. Um, anyways, back to the dick sandwich. <laughs> so this movie, I think what it does as a satire movie is it is a perfect satire of the modern day B movie. Like, despite mentioning that it's a good reminder of 70s, it's a good job at making fun of, like, those B-movies you see on Sci-Fi Channel or whatnot that are just, like, they know they're so god-awful, but they're still trying to be, quote-unquote, good actors, or they just cast people who are just, eh, they're pretty enough, they're a terrible actor or whatever, or you get legitimate actors who are just not doing well. Sorry, Sharknado, uh, Terror. Is it Terror Reed? (laughs) Reed, yeah she's yeah. in a bunch of those i think yeah, yeah. The, but you know what I might, but, but these Ma- but with, mega shark and mega croc and yeah but whatever that's who i think these actors in this movie um they're that's who they're they are essentially like they're 
the better versions of those characters because we're he, like we watch sharknado and shit like that because yeah we know it's bad but them trying too hard kind of makes it cringier whereas this one it's just like the cringe is funny because it's just like you know they're not taking themselves seriously you can have kind of have fun with that and the actors do actually a really good job of being that character in that kind of ridiculous world there's no overacting there's no underacting it's just the perfect level it's just what it's just well cast <laughs> so yeah. like i think the I cast like really the actors saves get this. the joke too and the performance is just perfect for they it, do so. and i will argue there are certain scenes that are dragged out a little bit longer than needed like the whole third act is actually dragged out pretty long i would like after a while <laughs> was like i am kind of needing this to be done now and this is only an hour and a hour long movie <laughs> and it's like okay this third act can kind of feels draggy and weird but you're, they're trying to hit i think that was a moment that was a moment of weakness where they're trying to hit too many tropes um yeah. where i felt like in each other they were doing a trope every once in a while um i don't know there they, was a there was a third act moment that was one of the moments that i i just hit the floor laughing and it was the um surprise it's your little brother that was never mentioned before scene yeah where they yeah. did the flashback <laughs> that was that was legitimately <laughs> funny and it was once again referencing like uh a soap opera oh actually yeah. it was i your brother this whole time that was eric's right yeah that was yeah. pretty good but yeah no, otherwise that was one of the only like negative things i wrote down is even at a even at only 70 minutes like perhaps it was just a little bit too long maybe it ran a little bit too long but did um there was one other scene that no one else seemed to mention yet it was the the morning i called it the morning after joke scene it's oh. the morning after you know what i'm talking they about meet. yeah oh, yeah when and he thinks that they slept together and yeah joe you yeah. take it you, you that that was a that's a funny scene because it it's essentially it's a very obvious joke right off from the beginning and they just keep it going yeah. and it's done <laughs> it's done really well to kind of show like a, an overused and lame joke that's that's very cliche and but they do a really good job of faking they do a couple of those even like mm -hmm. the uh, the villain kid when he's laughing <laughs> you know yeah, yeah. it's like they, they go out of their way to make this really like it, it it's i never thought we get to a point where well-made movies make believable scenes that they're really that bad yeah you know, like they, it makes yeah, a like bad his, scene. He's good, trying to yeah. get down his maniacal laughter, right? And just, because uh, there's no way that you can make a film like this, make any scenes like this, with simply going to your actors and saying, okay, so here's the basic gist, now just do whatever the fuck you want. There's more structure to this. Yeah, I kind of yeah. felt like kind they were probably thing. well directed. Yeah, I sort of feel that you way know, too. Like they, were, they were well chosen. This yeah. movie very much brought me back to my days of like collecting like trash movies and trauma and stuff like that, and that's what it reminded me of is some of uh, the better, basically like Kaufman's movies, trauma stuff. Um, yeah, I think because it still was kind smart, of better. and because it's it, it's a little bit like trauma light. It didn't get quite go over the top, with, especially with the blood and guts and nudity and such that trauma would tend right. to uh, exploit as well. But um, but I do feel like the backbone of the, is the same kind of thing. It's it's a trashy B movie that's very self aware, but it's at the same time very smart and using those tools to make you laugh and to. Um, Lloyd Kaufman may even be a little bit smarter because he gets some like very. Um, he actually makes some some commentary, social and political commentary, with his humor as well. But I, I didn't see much of that here. This is this is like a little bit lighter in tone, but it's still very very funny. Like it's. So I guess we get to the point in the show where I have to actually ask you to to grade <laughs> Velocipaster, which all of these are words I never thought I'd say. It's been a couple. It's been like a week or so of that. So it's strange times. I guess Ryan. Times. Well, it's strange times, man. Strange days. So Ryan, start with you. Well, in the okay. age of COVID nineteen, how would you rate Velocipaster? Uh, po post crisis. Um, post crisis or per, no current, it, it's current during, crisis during crisis current, yeah it's current crisis um so uh, like like said before like it's so it's actually funny enough it's like perfectly casted for what it needs to be and it's so it's such a strange movie to describe because it does hit the nail on the head on b 
being a low-budget B-movie with a ridiculous over-the-top plot, but knowing that there's a fun to be had and delivering that fun, but and have way, in a way have you be part of a joke by doing it in, in satirical fashion. And like making notes of all these different genres. It, it Know what it is? It's when you're one of those people in high school who tried to make a movie, and this is the movie that you wanted to make. Like the one where you knew it wasn't going to be good, but it's just so good enough that people appreciate like that appreciation of it. This one succeeds. Therefore, yep. dwarf in the rest of the movies that we've made in that regards. But um, <laughs> once again, good job, Brendan. <laughs> but it's, um, I mean, you have a priest ter- turns into a velociraptor. Uh, you have a prostitute who's working to get her PhD and lawyer degree. And, <laughs> oh, God, and, yeah. And they, they fight. Uh, they they fight Catholic ninjas who are trying slash drug dealers. So, yeah, I'd say it's not a super brilliant comedy, but it it's you know it it's it it does better than you expect and does exactly what it's meant to, um, with its over the top fun premise. Uh, it gets it gets a B. It was originally gonna be a B minus, but I'll give it a B actually. Talking about it's kind of fun too. What about you, Eric? Yeah, I. I mean, I pretty much am going to echo a lot of what he said. I I think this was great. And I think it being, you know, a shitty week and quarantine and, you know, crisis and all that stuff going on helped this a little bit in just because I just needed something light and this movie cracked me up. And I just really it just really um, was the right movie for me this week. But um, I guess my only detraction is what Brian brought up is I did feel like it got a little long in the tooth and even at the short runtime. Um, probably could have shaved a few minutes here. I don't even think they should have shaved the obligatory like war flashback scene because I thought that was very funny. But oh, the um, fun, the way that scene ends. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, and I think I already mentioned that it kind of reminds me of the you know the days of collecting old VHS tapes and and trauma and all that. And it just um, yeah, I, it was really funny and it was really in a. It sounds so funny that I'm going to say this about the Velocipaster, but this was actually, like, made perfectly for what it is, and it just, um... I don't know, I think this was much better... I thought this was going to be hilarious either way, whether it was just, like, so bad it's good or so good, but I actually think this is a great movie that is pretending to be a so bad it's good movie. It understands that so well, because it's, it's not always easy to get right. And, um... Yeah, otherwise I would echo... I love, I love what you just said, Ryan, about this being the movie we all wanted to make because you're exactly right. This was kind of the movie we all wanted to make when we were running around with our video cameras and stuff when we were kids. And yeah, they got they seemed to get it perfectly right. So I was yeah, I was going to say a B as well. I'm, I'm actually going to take it a little step further. Uh, and I totally acknowledge that there's a paleontological bias here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, there's I'm a gonna full-on give, fossil I'm, hard on. I'm, I, this is, and I'm going to give it an A for any yeah. movie that has not only dinosaurs but mocks religion all in a slight pretense to de, you know defend the dangerous doctrine of Darwinism. I'm going to give it a hell yeah A. <laughs> yeah, this is one I may try to find on Blu-ray. I mean, I know it's available for free on Tubi, but this is one that I might want to get, you know, just in case. I'll keep it stocked next to my stash of toilet paper. You know, yeah, I'm yeah. gonna keep this one in the stock because, uh, yeah, I, I this is one I could watch again. I put it up there with like Cannibal the Musical, um, and, and Sergeant Kabuki. Yeah, Man. totally. You know, that it's it's a great parody of just in this case, parodying a trauma film essentially. It essentially mm-hmm. parries a trauma film or any of the you know, asylum type movies, and it's made yeah. better than many of those. So I'll, I'll give or it like a Ryan said, the, the sci fi monster yeah, yeah. mashups like yeah yeah it, it it does it's the best movie you would ever see on the sci-fi channel it um, is <laughs> i wanted to very quickly say because i just i just made this comparison joe this is this movie is you and sarah with you being a paleontologist and her being a catholic I'm so you glad you didn't go with Hooker. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I was like, where are you going with this? <laughs> Fuck. Um, You're the Hooker, obviously. Yeah. Well, yeah, and... Yeah, we've, we've had some discussions about, about that. Now, I'm going to laugh. If, 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 if Sarah finally sees this, 
and sees you drinking a beer out at the campfire one time, I just hope and I pray to God that she listens to this episode. She says, yo, Joe, if you keep sucking beers like if you keep sucking dicks like you do, oh, fuck it. She, you know what? She, I know what you mean, and she was awake for that scene, and I'm waiting for it to be said, and it won't be beers. It won't I was be gonna beers. Say, It'll be the original line, because that's who she is, but if, that's fine. I want her to say, if you chug dicks in your mouth like you do with those beers, I'd be a fucking millionaire by now. I wanted to do a variation. <laughs> it's hard. Yeah. That's a difficult I, line. I get you. <laughs> I, I'm picking up what I'm picking up what you're putting down. Yeah, because I can see it happening. <laughs> I so. can see it happening too. I could, I got shot with a Nerf gun today, like an assault rifle Nerf gun. I don't know. If she's teaching our kids what she's planning for. Like it's a pandemic. It's not the apocalypse. But. Incidentally, <laughs> as a person who has a crate full of Nerf guns, I know what we're prepared for. Yeah, it's only guns I stockpiled on. <laughs> But, but I want to thank everybody, of course, for listening. Yeah, yeah an, a. an A. Gave it a fucking oh, A. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know how many right. students a. that Joe has that oh, wish yeah. they got that level of affection from Joe? Turns <laughs> oh, out God, all God, they I'll have to do is that... be like the perfect B movie <laughs> that has During the dinosaurs and shit yeah. on religion. So any of you Joe students out there, that's what it takes to get an A in Joe's book. Be so more like Velocipaster. My students don't listen to this. Right now they're all listening to my lectures that I post on YouTube for them, which is kind of funny because the first few times I had to record lectures, I'm so used to sitting in this chair in front of this computer with this microphone and these headphones, and I kept calling my uh, lectures my episodes, and I had to like correct myself and start over. So I'd like, actually start episode... I did it right there. Start lectures going, all right, thanks. Here's in this episode. Wait a minute. Start it over. <laughs> So, yeah, we're all adjusting. I mean, you might as well just say fuck it and call them episodes. Episode one of this class or whatever. Because at this point, you're probably never going to have to go to school again if things keep going the way they grow. That's dark semester. thoughts. We're not going to go. We're not going to go that way. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Turning it yeah. around. Real quick, I got two more Velocipaster comments. Go ahead. Before we close this thing down that I just saw in my notes and I wanted to get in. And that is one... I actually enjoyed the music in this movie by the way just yeah. as a side note i actually liked it quite a and bit. it's original um, for the movie yeah yeah, yeah. Um, once again so that was cool fits the and movie <laughs> just saw a review of this that calls it the room of priest hooker dinosaur ninja movies so i think that's pretty apt. that's high praise um, yeah. yeah once again so, i think it's anyway. better than the room because this movie <laughs> does what it's well, again we already, so already gave that self-aware and yeah. i'm not sure as much as he claims, I don't think the room's a self-aware. No, 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 it sounds like it's not. It sounds like Tommy was just like a maniac who's tolerable to be around. <laughs> but with that, we'd like to welcome anybody who has any thoughts to Velocipass. But this movie is available on Amazon Prime, but it's also available on Tubi. So if you don't have Amazon Prime, go straight to Tubi, which is a free streaming service. You can watch tons of movies there, and this one's on there. Yeah. So we recommend yeah. it. No um, excuses not to watch this. And, right. and if you have like an hour of your time, it's like it's nothing at all. And you have hours of your time now. It's, we know it's you worth it. So worth it. Yeah. It's worth it. Have it on in the background. Look up occasionally when you're working at your laptop and go, "What the fuck?" It's worth yep. it. Um, but we also welcome you all to tell us what you thought of Velocipaster. I, I, I'm God. I'm hoping we get some feedback on this one. You can contact us in a variety of ways. You can send us an email at videojunkyardpodcast at gmail.com. You can tweet us at videojunkpod or find us on Facebook at Video Junkyard Podcast, the Facebook group, or the regular Video Junkyard Podcast page. Uh, we'd love to hear any of your questions, comments, criticisms, or witticisms. And what do we have coming and, up soon? Yeah, coming up on the Video Junkyard Podcast, we have, um, looks like we're going to be looking at the Netflix series Living With Yourself. Uh, we're going to attempt to, I'm going to uh, the rest of the schedule is going to be tentative at the point because we are on quarantine and some of these movies may not be in my personal collection so we uh, may end up having to do some rearranging here but we're attempting to look at the quiet earth um cats at some point ace ventura one and two the highlander the island of dr moreau um and barry linden of course so mm -hmm. uh, lots of good stuff coming up and if we don't if any of those do have to be replaced in the schedule we'll be make, make sure and get some equally wonderful stuff in its place so 
We want to thank everybody for listening in and hope that you do next week. Until then, this is the Video Junk Air Podcast. I'm Joe Peterson. I'm Eric Branson. And I'm Ryan Seiskel saying... Yo! Jerry! If you stuff dicks in your mouth like you're doing that sandwich, I'd be a fucking millionaire by now! You have been listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast. I do wish we could chat longer, but I'm having an old friend for dinner. You just can't let them go? Go! Stay on the road. Keep clear of the moors. We want to take this opportunity to thank you for listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast and remind you to find us on social media on Facebook at facebook.com slash Podcast. On Twitter, at Video Junk Pod, and on Instagram, as Video Junkyard Podcast, all one word. Want to thank you again for listening, and keep digging. Who knows what treasures you'll find in the Video Junkyard. <laughs>